Welcome to the Nightly Rant. I'm Mike. And I'm Toria. This is the show where we talk about the awful things that have happened in our day, the awesome things that have happened in our day, and all the things in between. Thanks for listening, and we truly hope you enjoy. So earlier, Yog of Dogs and the Odie one were yapping away at the door. Okay. I had no idea the heck was going on. I heard them barking. What the heck was going on? Then someone posted a picture of three cars Mm -hmm. in the fire lane. And then a little while later, they posted a picture of a note that was in the windshield of the truck that was in the fire lane. And it was basically saying that our next-door neighbor was moving in, and that's why they were parked there. Hello, next-door neighbors. Um, I see no problem with that. I mean... There's nowhere for them to, else for them to park to move in. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I respect it. So you gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, they left and a note. So, like, if there was any real problems, you knew what apartment number to go to. Do you want to know what it means, though? The fact that they left a note? I'll give them, like, 50% because they're cur- for being courteous. Mm-hmm. The other 50% means she's telling people when they move in that they can't park in the fire lane. Okay, how do you jump to that conclusion? Because who's going to just... Be like, oh, there have been people parked here all day, but I don't think I can park here. I know they were here earlier, too. So you're saying that the fact that they're parked in the fire lane shows you that she's told them they can't park in the fire lane. That's the part I'm not grasping. The fact that they left a note tells me that she told them that people will call the tow truck if you're parked in the fire lane. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I know I wasn't clear the first time. Mm-mm, not even close. <laughs> That's what I said. I didn't get that one at all. But, here's the thing. At least they had the courtesy to put an apartment number. So, if for some reason you couldn't get by or whatever. Yeah. You could at least have an apartment number to go knock on the door and be like, hey... I can't get by or I can't get out or whatever. That's courtesy. Mm-hmm. Because clearly you got to be somewhere to move your stuff. You got to be. I agree. There's just no other choice. I and mean, there's a lot of people over there right now. So my guess is both their parking spots have cars in them, plus the three cars that are parked on the ramp. Yeah. Well, when I when I moved in, I brought the truck, just how courteous I was, I brought the truck down to number whatever it is down there, 30 whatever. Oh, yeah? And then we carried the stuff in from there. That really was courteous, given how far that is to the elevator. Uh-huh. And we just did our thing. We moved that tank of a couch into this place oh. from back there. <laughs> couch is awful. So, yeah. And it just got heavier with time. Yeah. (laughs) 
It was crazy. Which is really gross. It was crazy. It was super crazy. It's all that cheese that it was held together with. But. Then. It makes you say. I hate this word. Makes you say the word. Boycott. What does that make you think of? Rage. Why? Mostly because the word boycott is used when people are acting like fascist idiots. A lot of the time. What? Hmm. Yeah. But. Specifically. What specifically about it bothers you? Okay. Well, when. The specific example I can think of is the fact that people in parts of Southern California are, like, yelling and screaming that they should boycott In-N-Out Burger. Which, I don't know, if you've ever been to Southern California, In-N-Out Burger is, like, the place that tourists want to eat when they come here. And where everybody likes to eat. Because it's all exciting. It's always consistent and it tastes good. Right. So, apparently, this this is what the clickbait title had said, so... Calm yourself for one whole minute. Apparently, the In-N-Out Burger donated to the Republican Party, and therefore Southern California should boycott them. When it, this specific instance bothers me, because I don't know if you read the thread in that group, where people were calling people fucking morons for not boycotting In-N-Out Burger. And that just pisses me off. Like, okay, I personally don't give a shit where a business has placed their campaign donations, if they're tasty, I'm likely going to eat there. Okay. Take it another step further, though. So, think of it this way. Now I've lost my train of thought. Repeat what you said. I said that um, I don't really care where a business spends, puts their political donations if they're tasty still going to eat there. But think about this. They also donated to the Democrats as well. Well, see, that's the part that the clickbait title didn't say. Why don't we bother to point out that In-N-Out Burger just donates to political parties? Because they want influence. They're stupid. In-N-Out Burger's not stupid. No. No. The people not pointing out both things are stupid. Yes. Like... Stop telling half the story to enrage people. It's fucking ridiculous. It's asinine. And when people figure it out, it makes you look like a giant fucking moron. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, that situation is so typical in society today where we've talked about this before, where a narrative is created by one side Mm -hmm. and then they throw it out there. And they dare you to contradict it. How about... How about if you don't like that In-N-Out Burger is making political contributions one way or the other, or both? if you don't like that they're making them both ways, whatever. How about you post, In-N-Out Burger donated X number of dollars to this party, and Y number of dollars to this party. Why are they donating to both? Isn't that stupid? Let's have a conversation about it. You're putting out the whole story, and then you're giving your opinion, and then you're asking for other opinions so that you can enlighten yourself. Bingo. Agreed. I agree with you on that. 
Clearly this topic made me slightly enraged earlier. <laughs> Just a little bit. 1%. Generally speaking... I think it's a culmination of my week. To let you in behind the scenes a little bit. Mm. Generally speaking, we come up with the topics together. That's About usually five the, minutes before that's we usually podcast. how we do it. And we've discussed, like, issues during the day. And then we'll say, all right, what's the podcast topic? And the other one will say, oh, remember the thing we talked about earlier? Yeah, that's going to be the topic. Right. And the point is, like she says, we do kind of pick it right before we go on tape. Because we don't really like to pre-discuss things. Because we don't want to, we want it to be real. But we've kind of introduced the topic to ourselves earlier in the day. Not having a discussion about it, but literally like, yeah, did you hear about the uh, In-N-Out Burger boycott? And then well, yeah, she's like, yeah, I heard about that. I didn't and we, tell you all my opinion of it right. earlier. I didn't know what, I had no idea where that was going. <laughs> so. Um, but clearly you knew I was mad about it because when I was like, hey, did you see this shit? And you were like, yeah, I saw that shit. And then I was like, we're podcasting about this crap tonight. And then I held my opinion in and got madder and madder and madder all day about it. And it's only been a couple hours. It was after we picked up the demon from school. Yeah, it's only been a couple of hours. I mean, that's the thing. You get heated about something, you just let it rip. And that's why we like to pick our topics Right before we go, because you get as raw an opinion as possible. Like, I had no idea what she thought about this. None. Zero. I usually feel this way about boycotts in general. Like. Okay. Like, if you don't like something, don't go there. But don't go on the internet and try to guilt slash bully other people into joining your shit. Because, honestly... I don't really give a shit most of the time. There are some instances where I'm like, that that's a little bit too far. Like what we talked about last night. I will never bank at Bank of America because I yeah, feel like they're treating people very badly. That's poor treatment of people. Wow. But I would never try to guilt other people. Like, say we have a friend who has a Bank of America account. I'm not going to, like, guilt them and be like, you should really be boycotting Bank of America. They're doing these things. I might be like, hey, did you hear about all these things? And then we'd have a discussion. And then if they choose in their life to no longer bank there, then that's their life choice. But there's no need for a boycott. And if they choose to bank there, also their life choice. Freedom to pick what you want. If you look at historical things, which, you know, most people don't anymore... Boycotts are usually initiated by crazy to one side of the spectrum people. I like to live in the middle ground. I don't live on the crazy one side of the spectrum. Mm. 99.9% of the time. kind of makes sense to me, but at the same time, I mean, I guess that's where we differ, and I've seen it before. Like, you have absolutely zero issue with the police being allowed to type your license plate number in while they're driving behind you. Right. And I do. And then you always say, well, what does it matter? If you've got nothing to hide, why do you care? But see, I care about the rights of everybody, not just your rights and my rights. 
Oh, see, I, I really don't care about other people's rights and, most of the time. And I do. And I think that while I grasp that running everybody's license plate helps them create a probable cause situation, here's the thing. Human beings are fallible. They make mistakes. But you learned on your ride-along that they don't search the license. They just search the... It would only be shit that's wrong with the car. So it would only be if the car was stolen, or the car had expired registration, or something else car-related. It wouldn't show you that Joe Blow, who's driving car, has a warrant for Right, the because rest. they don't know who it is. Right. So that makes it feel... Like, I do completely respect why you think it's sketchy, but that makes me feel like it's a little bit less sketchy but what than if, usually described. But what if, in my... I mean, I know this would be possible, but I don't remember if, the, if it was connected. What if, you know, the car's license plate is ABC, and then the registered owner is Yogi? Okay. And... It tells you that Yogi is a fluffy little dog who has a warrant out for his arrest. So now you run the license plate. You see that the owner of the vehicle has a warrant out for his arrest. And you see that what's driving the car kind of looks like a fluffy little dog. Oh, but you'd said, so, you'd said right so after. So, there you go. There's their probable cause for pulling you over. And you know what? That's a problem because why should you be able to just randomly... He didn't do anything wrong. So, why should you just be able to randomly dig deeper to try to find probable cause But you said before, when you came home from the ride-along, that it didn't show you any information about the person driving the car. I don't remember that it did. I don't remember that it did. So if it doesn't, it's less of a problem because they're just looking for stolen cars and expired right. registration. Right. And the expired registration's somewhat easy to spot because most people don't steal some sticker and stick it on there. I was going to say, unless they've stolen somebody's yeah. sticker. Because well, I would think that that, that would be really hard to see from a police car. Because doesn't it just have the license plate number, like really teeny tiny on the top of the sticker? It doesn't even have the license plate number. It just has like an ID. Oh. To be like your registration number? Yeah, exactly. And it matches the number that's on your registration paper. I see. So... Oh, that's the... that. Okay. I get it now. Yeah. So... I've never driven, so I don't really understand how these All they work. can do is find out, oh, that person's registration for that license plate is expired, yet they have a sticker. That's probable cause to pull them over. Well, and I would also think... I would also think that if they see somebody who has expired registration... That they could run it and see that their registration is not actually expired, too. Yeah, that it has just and been paid would, or whatever. it would remove exactly. the probable cause sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. So, if it shows no identifying, like, wants or warrants on the registered owner of the vehicle, I really don't think there's a problem with it. Like, that takes my percentage of problem with it down to absolute zero. What if we borrow Deborah's car... And we drive it, and we don't know that she has something wrong. Uh-huh. And 
at the same time, I'm trying to figure out how this worked in my head a second ago. It's not, <laughs> not working out. Not loud. spitting it out super well. So we got someone else's car, and that person has some legal issues that they haven't told us about. If they find a way to tie the car to an individual, if they find a way to do that, you're screwed. But we're not that Which person. Is, but that's the point. You give, you give a little bit on a rule, you end up moving the line. And then the next time it's, well, why not just move just a little bit? And you move the line. Oh, why not just give a little bit? At some I think point, that's really far-fetched. At some point, you've got to hold your place. Really, you think it's far-fetched. You know, I'm going to tell you something. Back in high school. A hundred years ago. Exactly. Well, more like, you know, half of a hundred years ago, but still pretty close. They, the girls could not wear super tight jeans. Jeans. Shorts were out of the question. And we were in a, and remember, I was in a beach community. My high school is four blocks from the ocean. And shorts were not allowed. Okay? Okay. They weren't. And everyone was covered, fully covered up. Then it's the way it is now. Everything's different. Why? Because the envelope kept getting pushed a little further and a little further and a little further and a little further and a little further. Eventually, mark my words, eventually people will walk around basically naked. I'm going to move to Antarctica when that happens. But that's what's going to happen. You watch. You don't even disagree with me on that. That's the, that's the freaking crazy part. You don't even disagree with me. I don't care if people walk around naked either. But you know you? that's where it's headed, and sure. that's the whole point. You ha- and on when your rights are being violated by the government at any level, you have to hold your ground. I really don't care keep, if the government. You can't keep my giving in. Right. You can't keep giving in and let them go a little further and then 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 a little further and eventually <laughs> they can just walk up to you and put handcuffs on you and take you away. That's what's happened in pretty much every fascist society that's ever existed. And that's what that is, is fascism. Okie doke. It is. If you say so. You gave in to the government's demands. You didn't make the government give in to your demands. So the government wins. That's fascism. It's only when the people decide that it's freedom. The people have to be able to ones be deciding because the people are the ones who have to face the issue. If the people don't like that the police run their license plate while they're driving, then the people should do something about it. Exactly. But I personally don't care, so I'm not going to be like leading the riot to stop this. Then I will. Go for it. Whatever makes you I'm happy. Going to. It makes me thrilled. Like I said, I legitimately do not care what other people do. I know this. (laughs) Also, I'm not even joking. If people start walking around naked, I really don't need to see that. I'm going to move to Antarctica because nobody in their mind would walk around naked in Antarctica. And also they would die very quickly. But you just told me you didn't care if people walked around naked. I don't. I just don't want to see it. Well, that's caring. No, it's not. I personally don't care. People want to walk around naked, let them walk around naked. I don't care. Let them walk and I don't need naked. to go to Antarctica to get away I'm from ma- it. I'm making the life choice Oof. that I don't want to see saggy boobs walking around everywhere. Or twig and giggleberries. 
<laughs> I also don't want to see the old man yeah, women, erections when women, women start walking around naked. Women get it from the wrong side on this issue. Like, I want to see none of those things. Half the time I see a man walking down the street shirtless and I don't want to see that and it makes me want to move to Antarctica. So there's that. But far be it for me to tell that guy he can't walk around with no shirt. I would never even dream about it. But it's my responsibility to cover my eyes. See? See how this goes? Well, because, well, really, there's only two sides to that issue, right? Either there's someone's going to say, well, it's his responsibility to cover up. or Which is fascist. Or it's... Your responsibility to deal with it on your own. Which is adult. <laughs> Except on the last issue, you were being a fascist. <laughs> so, I called you out on it. Somehow you switched so. sides. What happened? Decided fascism wasn't for you? <laughs> Not fascist. Did you suddenly decide? Did you suddenly decide fascism wasn't for you? I'm not. I think I found the title of this episode. But I think I found the title of this episode. Do you know? Do you know how many people will listen to this if the title of the episode is something about? Did you decide? Did you decide fascism isn't for you? Can you imagine? That's what, why do you think so many people are in our group? Because they decided fascism wasn't for them. But I don't understand, okay, okay, I don't understand how it's fascism to just not care. I respect you have a problem with it, if you care I think you should do something about it, but I just don't care. Because you're letting the government just march in wherever it feels like, without pushing back. To allow them to basically do an illegal search. And then, here's the thing. In order to make that it legal... a big stretch. But in order to make it legal, then they have to create probable cause to pull you over. How do you, how do you justify that? I'm not justifying That you're giving anything. them a way. You are allowing them to have a way... No, I'm not! ...to make up probable cause. I... I can't vote here. This is why I don't care. You realize that, right? I have zero ability to influence anything political here or any of the things like that. So that's why I don't care. That's how the people you realize here have decided. That, you realize that if I was somewhere where I couldn't vote yet, I would be keeping up with the issues and getting a passion about one side or the other or the other or the other. I would pick an ideology and I would work that. Whatever that was at that country, that's what I would be. If if we were in Canada and I was the Mickey Mouse party, I don't care. That's who I'll be is the Mickey Mouse party if that's who I agree with. Okay. And that's my point is you've got to get behind things even though you can't vote. You got to care about it. Hold on a if second. you told me if you told me I don't like this because blah 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 or I don't mind it because blah 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 but I don't mind it because I just don't care about anything it's not a cool answer. We had this discussion about this before. I actually don't care because I think that it probably does more help to society than harm. I oh, you're one of those greater good people. What is the greater good, by the way? I don't know. See, but that's the problem. If you the can't, great facade. if you can't define the greater good, how can you take on the project? I would be curious to know the statistics of how many people 
like terrifying murdery rapey people are put into jail because their license plate was randomly run versus how many license plates are randomly run and then somebody's pulled over for fake probable cause and just harassed for no reason. I would be willing to bet you that because there's way more petty criminals out there than there are hardcore criminals where it would be a warrant like that out for their arrest, I'm going to say that it probably is more people were arrested on trumped-up probable charge cause than were legit found out, oh, you're, you're wanted. Well, I don't doubt that. But I would be interested to know, like, what percentage super bad people found, moderately bad people found, completely innocent people found, and harassed. Versus how many total searches were done. I would be interested to know the statistic. You'll never find them because nobody would ever be honest enough to release that information. But that, knowing that, would allow me to make and a legitimate a legitimate opinion about it. But if I don't have the information to make a choice on how I feel well, about but, it, then I'm going to not care. But that's the problem, is the only way to know what it is you're asking to know is to give them the ability to do it in the first place. What if, after they've done it for a while, it comes back that more innocent people are being caught up in this than guilty people. They're doing it right then now. Then what do you do? And so, then but then what do you do at that point? Then you make changes that don't allow them to do it anymore. But see, you're proving my point. You should have pushed back way back. You shouldn't just keep looking the other way and going, I don't care. You completely missed what I, I don't said. care. The statistics should already exist because they've been doing this for however long. It's all done on a computer. The statistics already exist but on how things have been done. So if you're trying to decide irrelevant. on whether or not you should stop it now or just it's not hurting anything, then you should evaluate the statistics. I think it's ridiculous to just jump to a conclusion that they're harassing innocent people if you don't know for sure that they are. One-off cases. Either way. I'm sure. So... There's, I don't feel like there's enough information out there to make the decision on whether it's the right thing to do or the wrong thing for them to be doing. And then my entire point is that by not caring, you're saying just let them do whatever they want to do Pretty until much. we prove that it's a problem. Just like everything else. Prove that it's a problem but and then change That's it. how you end up with a totalitarian government. Okay. That's exactly how you end up with that. And trust me, you don't want to live that way. Having your government tell you everything you can and cannot do. Because you've lived that way for so long? Um, yeah, in a way I have. Okay. We clearly don't agree on this, so that's okay. It's allowed. Nah, I don't think it's allowed. Then you're the real I fascist think that, in the I room. think that's it. I think, I think that Sitting over there trying it's to tell going me how to live my life. The, instead of the nightly rant-ers, it'll just be the nightly rant Oh, you're going to kick me off the show? I'll just fire you. Yeah, because if you're going to disagree with me, you can't be on the show. That's fair. I'll go sit in an air-conditioned room while you podcast then. It doesn't make any sense. Why would I want to have a conversation with somebody who disagrees with me? Because you might actually learn something. You think? Someone should tell the people of the internet this. That's my point. Thanks for playing along. You're welcome. I think at first you didn't get it, but... No, I got it. 
you got to, that's what people do. Just what I just said. Well, then that's it. You know, if you don't agree with me, well, then you're fired. You're off the show. It's my show. It's my idea. So you're out of here. Bye. You and I have completely different life experiences up until three years ago. 100%. So the fact that we disagree on something like police running license plates isn't, shouldn't surprise anybody from completely different countries where the mindset about police is 180 degrees different. Yep. And I think that's probably the biggest factor in why I don't care. Because the police are trustworthy well, okay. in general. Think not of all this, of them, but think of this, but think of this. I'm not trying to prove you right or wrong. I'm just pointing out something. In fact, I'm actually pointing out something in your favor. <laughs> That's a first. <laughs> the time that the thing happened with the car. Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, not only did they show up prepared, prepared to hunt the person down, it wasn't like a... Well, we're just going to come take a report. What? Oh, you saw him and he's still right over there? Okay, let's go over there and check it out. Right? It was a... Roar! Let's catch this motherfucker. You know, whoops, sorry. Cut that out. <laughs> You're going to have to believe yourself. <laughs> they, they just were like, ah! And they went then got the guy and they had the, the... Not one police dog, they had two police dogs. Two police dogs. dogs. And they hunted this dude down with two police dogs and caught him. Okay? Now, it is what it is, but they were super polite to me about it. They apologized for the event. It kind of goes with what you're saying. Yeah. When you have that experience, you're going to be like, oh, well, a person like that can't, isn't going to abuse their power. Now, okay, I see where you're coming from, but I still say that's Uh a human being, and human beings can be corrupted. And that's the part where I get worried is that while I see exactly what you're saying, because I experienced it, I did. And I, and I remember saying to you, if that, was the, if that was the Cypress police, they would have been professional. They would have taken a report. They would have been detailed. They would have asked all of the questions. But they don't have the manpower to go out there and hunt the and guy down as it's happening. And they would have filed report and never looked at yeah, it again. Yeah, exactly. And that's because they don't have the manpower to deal with something that costs $350. I think the Lethbridge City Police Force is probably triple the size of the Buena Park Police Force for the same size city. city. Yeah. And then there's also the RCMP in the city for major crimes. Right. So, so, so it's, it's like having triple the Buena Park Police Force plus the Orange County Sheriff... Like... Yeah. No, I get it. There's a lot more resources. But the point is, it depends... Your feelings on how far you're going to be willing to let the authorities go is going to be based on your experience with the authorities. If you've had positive experience like I had when I was in Canada, Mm -hmm. I see your point. But see, when you've had negative experiences like we've had here, what you say is, no, I'm not giving in on that That's what it is. It's all about trust. Yep. In with the Canadian police, I have like one hundred percent trust. I don't. I don't think they do anything bad to me. Now, that's not saying Canadian police officers haven't done bad things because obviously there are shitty people in every single group of people. Yes. But I think that the Canadian police have a different way of handling their training and a different well, way just of handling like, their rotations, and I think that it's a little bit more successful than it is. Well, here. Just like not all American police officers are, you know. 
exactly shady or not well trained or whatever. But you there's, know, there's a lot of trust in Canadian police officers by that, Canadians, and and, and you know what? No trust and I'm even going to go so far as to say they could both have the exact same training and handle the same situation the same way. And there'd still be more trust. And there'd in the be Canadians. more trust over there than there is over here. Point being, there's not anything they are doing right or wrong that's causing it. It's the public's experience over time. They've avoided a lot. They haven't had the big scandals that police officers have had here. Yep. And I think we've we've discussed this before, too, that the race issues aren't as crazy extreme there as they are here. Yes. I mean, there's obviously still race issues. They have their own race issues that don't exist here. Like, but they aren't as crazy extreme. Yeah, no. It, that, that part makes sense. You know, it makes sense. And but, I don't think the public is nearly as polarized there. Well, and that is why, back to our topic, people can get all irate at In-N-Out Burger, who, yeah, they donated to the Republicans, but guess what? They were donated to the Democrats, too, because they're a major corporation, and they're trying to gain a little influence in Washington. Right. And why the hell not? And so they donate to both sides of the aisle. Because then both sides of the aisle are fighting for them. So they can't lose the that way. But here's the thing. Let's say you succeed with your little boycott and you put them out of business. Well, guess what? That's a nice fat donor that's not there to donate anymore to you either. Right. Eh. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous. And that's where I sit on the issue is they haven't thought it all the way through. You know what's interesting? We completely disagreed on the police issue and then figured out the reason we disagree on it. And now we can just go happily on our merry way disagreeing and neither of us care. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter because <laughs> it doesn't matter because like what I'm saying to you makes sense. I totally see what you're saying and I can see why you would stop right there. Yeah. Let's see what the experiences I've had. I right. keep I keep going and I go, well, what would stop them from doing X or Y or Z? I've had three major interactions with police. Ever. All of them in Mm -hmm. Canada. Okay. The first interaction I had was when I was a teenager. And I was teenagering in a park at 2 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Right. The police officer cruised by and was like, there's a a curfew. You simply cannot be here. He loaded us into the back of his police car. And he took us back to where we were spending the night. He did not take me to my parents'. He took us to my friend's parents because that was where we were spending the night. He completely believed my story that I was sleeping over there, which I was. I wasn't lying. And just dropped us off and said, now, now, there's a curfew. Don't let me catch you out here again. Noted our names. That was it. That was that. Okay. That's interaction number one. Interaction number two happened at about two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but with, penchant for that time. Well, maybe it wasn't quite that late this time. It felt that late because I didn't sleep at all. Because the people who lived in our basement were fighting and trying to kill each other. When she called the police, he she did not bother to tell the police, probably because she was terrified for her life, that she they lived in a basement suite. So what do the police do? Of course they go to the main door of the house and just bust it the fuck down. Well, let me tell you, that was alarming for me. That was alarming <laughs> for teeny tiny Holly. That was alarming for the serial killer sleeping on my couch. (laughs) It was just overall bad. They put my door back up and came back promptly first thing the next morning and repaired my door. 
That's interaction number two. And interaction number three is when your car window got broken. <laughs> like, there, I have zero reason not to trust the police in Canada because they've always been positive. And that's my point. Yeah. But And I can totally see that. Mm -hmm. But for me, with the exactly. stuff that I've experienced, I take it, I follow right through the path you just went through. Right. And I go, but if I allow them to do this, what if they do this? Because you don't have trust. Because you pretty much... Because it's been violated. You have the positive experiences that I have. Pretty much. But you also have like 10 negative ones for every positive one. Mm -hmm. And that I don't blame you for not trusting the police here. Your stories have made me not really trust the police here. Yeah. It's interesting though because you see it. Like we've talked about it before. When, you, when you're the commander and they come to you and they go, Hey, we're signing a contract with Live PD to exhibit this police department mm -hmm. you know you're going to pick what officer you have to pick what officers are the ones they're going to follow guess what you're going to pick who you perceive as your two best officers right they're going to have a clean record they're going to be the rule followers right well i also believe i also believe that you know police ride-alongs were invented a long time ago you know why they were invented exactly the same reason life pd's a thing public relations for the police exactly right. that's all all live pd is is a big old giant virtual ride along that's all it is right and i find it super hey we've cussed already i find it super fucking cool that you see hey, this stuff. every weekend and there's you spend times, nine hours on a ride there's times i don't agree with what i see and how they handle it yes that is the truth but Gives me a different perspective. And when I went out, I strongly believe that they put you with, because it's a public relations thing, with their best officer that's on that shift that you choose to be on. And I would even be willing to bet you that the reason you didn't get Monday or Tuesday is because that officer that I ended up with probably wasn't working the shift I wanted to go out on. Until the day that we managed to match up. Yeah, I would guess that they have two or three officers that fit every shift so. cycle. And those so. are who they put the ride-along people with. But it makes sense. Because you don't want to put somebody on a ride-along with that super stoic police officer. As a, This right. is a positive example. I don't, we don't yeah. need to go with negative yeah. examples. But you don't want to put somebody on a ride-along with somebody who's not going to speak to them. And who's not going to share the things that need to be shared with them. Because that would be bad. For the police department and bad for the you without even actually being bad. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with being a stoic police officer. So But it doesn't help right. the person get a better or worse view of the police department. It right. kind of it kind of gives you the same view you had before you went in. Right. Which is you only can rely you know, like we basically every single person relies on their own personal experiences for their opinion. Period. Right. That's how it has to be. Now yes, our parents influence us. I hundred percent understand that our parents and influence friends us. influence us. Friends that we pick influence others. us. But that's also why a lot of parents will say that it's very important who your kids hang around with, and that's why because it does kind of shape their thinking. That can be good or it can be bad depending on how you've taught your kids to pick their friends. You know, right? But the long and short of it is, you're gonna have disagreements, and that's okay as long as there's understanding of each other's side. If you don't understand my side at all and you just dismiss me, that's rude. Because 
you're basically saying, you're not even important enough for me to listen to what you're saying. Well, yeah, like if, what was it, like 10 minutes ago, if I would have said, I don't care, and I don't care how you feel about it, the rest of the conversation would have gone very differently. But because I said, I completely understand what you're saying, it just doesn't bother me. I just don't care. Right. It's you've. It's different. You've exactly. You've admitted that you've listened to what I had to say. Considered it. You've considered it, and you don't care. And it just didn't change my opinion. Yeah. I mean, right. and that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. It's when just people just go. I don't care about that. I think people, people who discuss things that are I don't know. Topics that people tend to disagree about quite often, so obvious the obvious ones, sports, politics, and religion, need to go into those conversations with a more open mind, like a more, let's actually have a discussion, not I'm going to shove my opinion so far down your throat that you choke and get really mad. Because I feel like, especially online, people come into a discussion and they're like, this is the way it is. I don't give a fuck what you think. This is the way that it is. And then the other person is like, well, fuck you. If you don't care what I think, I'm just going to shove it down your throat anyway. And it turns both people into awful people and gives everybody else a headache and nobody wins. That was a long sentence. My apologies. But it makes sense. Yeah. But it makes sense. Yeah. And that's the thing, like... All too often today, the, especially the people online, they aren't coming to discussions to have a discussion. They're not coming there to have an open mind. They're coming there to shove their opinion down your throat. And that's why one of the top phrases on the internet is, I'm entitled to my opinion. You are entitled to your opinion, but you're not entitled to disrespect mine. Exactly. That's how I feel about that. This is why this is why I don't I don't get into those discussions very often anymore. Like when previously I would get into all of the controversial discussions in the political groups. All of them. But people just give me a headache because nobody has any interest in listening to what I have to say. And if I'm just going to be ignored and disrespected, I have no interest in listening to what they have to say, and they turn me into a shitty person and I don't really like that. Yeah, for me for me, I stick with it because I have found that there are lurkers that are listening in the background, and they... And you care a lot more about it. That's that's just a thing. Well, that's Politics true. is more your thing. That's true. But, you know, I do it for the lurkers because, you know, they're there, and they're, you know, they're worried. Yep. Got their issues. And so by you being there to answer something that maybe they're like, huh, I don't know the answer to that. Then you give an answer. Maybe they go, huh, that, that makes sense. No, I know the answer to I that. I agree with that guy. Right. You know? And then the next time you write something, they're like, yeah, I agreed with that guy the last time. I mean, listen, oh, yeah, I agree with them again. Before long, you become someone that they look up to. Yeah. But at the same time, you also become someone that some people oppose openly. You couldn't do that like a year and a half ago. You've changed how you communicate with people. You've changed how you interact with the people online. And I don't currently have any interest in being less bull in China shop with people online. So I just don't because it gets me mm -hmm. in trouble. Mm -hmm. It makes me look like a shitty person. I just don't like it. I get it. <laughs> no, I totally get it. Like, like... 
me pre you changing the way you communicate because that's pretty much when I stopped communicating with people online at the same time because I didn't want to make it harder for you. Um, that 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 thread in the Huntington Beach community voice or wherever it was about the In and Out Burger thing, I would have been all in there and probably gotten removed from the group. Yeah. See. <laughs> I didn't get all involved in that one. I just got involved in someone who shared it on someone's personal wall. And then there's, you know, personal people that I know were talking about it. Which and is way more... I, if I saw it on somebody I know's wall, I probably would have made a comment. Yeah, but I, I, I was playing it safe. I wasn't, you know... I wasn't going to get involved in the big old community discussion about that either. There was like 800 comments on it when I first saw it. Like, that's a crap Well, and it's quite literally split. Right. Some people think one way, some people think another way. So, all right. So you're split. You know what? I mean, I... But those people can't disagree like adults. They disagree by saying, fuck you, you're an idiot. So... Exactly. I just, I can't do that Rude and obnoxious is what what they're good at. Rude and obnoxious. That's what (sighs) they're good at. So, anyway, I think we've beaten this to death. On the note of rude and obnoxious... Good night, everyone. Hasta la bye-bye, midgets. Hi, everyone. This is Mike, and I truly hope you enjoyed the show. You're able to subscribe to this show on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher so as to never miss an episode. If, by chance, you did miss an episode here or there, you can catch up on all shows, past and present, by heading over to yogispodcastnetwork.com forward slash TNR show. Thanks for listening.